0: Man, wasn't that great? Let me give you a. Let me give you a, a, a some good information on on speaking and stuff. Never follow the children. It's never good to follow the kids. It's a hard act to follow. Don't you wish you had that excitement about Christmas that these kids uh, exude this morning? Wouldn't that be awesome? That, that is, that is we, we would all love that, wouldn't we? To, to be able to recapture, are we have mics on guys, I think we're roaring here somewhere. Just shut everything down but me, I don't need a monitor, I don't need nothing. Uh, it would be great to be able to experience that again, so uh, maybe we can. Let's talk about that this morning. I want to talk about this idea of, of joy and Christmas joy. It's one of those things that happens and we talk about it, we sing about it, it's one of those things that goes right along with Christmas and uh, I want to just kind of probe that. Before I do, um, when you leave today, if you have children with you, we have a stocking full of candy to sugar your kids up for the rest of the week. And so we want your child, uh, we want your child, or you go by the table out there, there'll be some folks out there giving away stockings. And we are merciful, so we only, we downsize for all the nursery children. So they're getting like a pound of candy, the other kids are getting like two. Uh, so... Uh, I just, you know, I think I, I love children, I love Christmas, and I love the excitement. So for about five years, we've been, uh, my, wife took it up, my wife and I took it up on ourselves to sort of uh, 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 provide stockings for every child. So if you're a kid here and you, you want to go by there, be sure to take one with you before you go home. Um, and if you are not a kid, get on your knees, walk by the table and grab one. No one will notice, all right? Uh, if, if by chance, I think we did over a hundred uh, if by chance we run out, um, you come and see me and the the one who, when it runs out, the person who gets nothing gets the best gift of all because we will make it worth your while. I promise you. So uh, hopefully we won't run out. It's, uh, it's uh, some cool kind of happening today in the 930 service and then today uh, Aaron Gordon who you see over here is going to illustrate Uh, What I'm going to say over the next 15 or 20 minutes. And uh, we also have it on a digital copy. She does this professionally uh, in all kinds of interesting and exciting places. And so uh, don't think that I'm wondering what's over there. That's all a part of the plan. We're blessed to have Aaron with us this morning. So Christmas really is the season of joy, isn't it? It's the season where uh, children get all excited because amazing things are going to happen and they get all amped up about what's going what's to come in a couple days. And it really is the season of joy. And you know what? I know there are those in the uh, Christian world and, and, and sort of the sketch if, you, sketch, if you could follow that, that you know uh, there's this group that uh, uh, somehow we get wrapped around the wrong things. And then sometimes in the church world, in the Christian world, um, people kind of go grinchy on us. They're like, well, it's too commercialized. Well, we shouldn't be doing, all oh, look at all of this madness. And I, get, I understand the extreme thought of what they're thinking. You know what I say? I say it's Jesus' birthday, let's party. <laughs> Amen. Because real, really, I know we can get it out of sorts and we can get out of whack and we can, we can do stupid stuff that make our life miserable the rest of the year. But the reality is that there's something about the essence of Christmas and everywhere Jesus goes, he brings joy. And so, why would we, why would we shut off the lights fold our hands and try to act like we're super spiritual and not celebrate. I love the kids. I've never preached with wallpaper like that before. But anyways, I love it. Because there's something about this whole matter of Christmas that kids exude that really is related to the original appearance of Jesus on this earth. As a matter of fact, if you know the story, and you you obviously do know the story that in Luke chapter 2, the, uh, Jer- Mo- Joseph and Mary went to uh, uh, Bethlehem to pay the taxes. It was while they were there and due to maybe his poor planning, all along with some prophecies, that his wife decides she's going to have a baby or nature decides she's going to have a baby. She has a baby. It's Jesus. It's God in the flesh, the promised divine child, fully human, fully God. She wraps him in swaddling clothes, lays him in a manger. And then the angels appear to the shepherds in the field, which we kind of saw that just a moment ago. But I want you to notice a couple verses in Luke chapter 2, verse 9. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, and this, this is really important, and I, this is what I want to probe for a couple minutes. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great, of great joy. That will be for all the people. Somebody's already sitting here this morning. Maybe you're in the chapel. Maybe you're online. And you're already saying, oh, Pastor Troy, trying to be all happy face on Christmas Sunday. You don't know my life. You don't know. No, this is the word of God. This wasn't written for a Christmas play. This is true. The angel said, the reality of Jesus showing up is good news of great joy, and it's for everybody. Good news of great joy for everybody. Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, when the wise men saw the star after visiting with Herod, they saw the star. It says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They had spent their whole life in meteorology or something like that. And they had they longed to see some supernatural divine thing in the sky. And finally, they saw it for the first time. They, they, they saw it. This was really going to be of significance. And they were filled with great joy. What is, let's talk, let's ask a question for a moment. What is joy? Webster says, Webster says that joy is the emotion evoked by well being, success, or good fortune or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. That's Webster's definition of joy. So somebody is reading that and saying, well, the emotion that comes forth by my well-being, success, or good fortune, strike one, strike two, strike three, or by the prospect, strike four, of possessing one. So they say, I'm not qualified, I'm not eligible for joy well that's sort of this that's sort of a natural basic definition of joy but christian joy i want to talk about christian joy for a second christian joy is very unique it's in its meaning it is connected to the experience of grace that is found in knowing god now i want to probe that for a second christian joy is this it is joy because of grace it is it is the exhilaration of experiencing personal contact with God. It's the shepherds 400 years going to the same dead church. And one day God shows up. And they went, "What?" And they actually had an emotion. They actually had a feeling. They had a sensation. They had this feeling, this exhilaration of experiencing that, oh my goodness, God is working on my behalf. That's a different kind of joy than, hey, I won the lottery. Hallelujah. Three years from now, I'll be broken dead. But other than that, I'm doing great. No, this is, this is something else. This is, I, I, and again, sometimes as Christians, we over spiritualize and stuff, and say, well, Christian joy is not something that you actually feel. It's just a smile on your face when you stub your toe. Well, no, that's just stupidity sometimes, okay? I don't smile a lot when I stub my toe. No, actually, if you don't feel it, it ain't joy. Now, you can choose joy, and I don't want to get sidetracked here this morning. You can choose joy, and you don't have to tell everybody all day about stubbing your toe that morning and wear a nasty frown. You can choose to produce joyfulness. But listen, joy is actually a feeling, an emotion that comes when I know I've been in contact with God. And this is what the angel said. The angel said, "Hey shepherds, guess what?" I got there's like, "What?" They were scared. "Don't be afraid. This is good news of great joy which is going to be to all people." As a matter of fact, the the uh the Bible word for joy is used like 58 times in the Old Testament, maybe maybe uh 20 uh 57 times, 88 times in the Old Testament, 57 times in the New Testament. And it's a word that's very closely connected to grace. One writer defined it as exhilaration because of grace. I like what John Piper, this is how he defines Christian joy. Christian joy is a, and listen to this, he's smart. Good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word and the world. And so it's, it's not, like I said, it's not, again, something that's abstract in the sense that we don't know it or feel it. It's just something that we sort of decide and discipline ourselves that we're going to do. No, no. This is a good feeling in the soul that the Holy Spirit produces in me when He causes me to see and experience Jesus in the Word of God through the Holy Spirit and in the world around me. And when the shepherds when they saw the angels and they heard this, their heart was filled with joy. And they ran to Jesus. And when they saw him, their heart was filled with joy. It was magnificent. Everywhere Jesus goes, there's joy. Everywhere Jesus goes. When Zechariah was being spoken to by the angel, he said, this is about the joy of the Lord. When Mary was spoken to by the angel, it was about joy. When the shepherds were spoken to about Jesus coming, this is going to be great joy, which is going to be for everybody. You go a little past in Luke chapter 2, you see Jesus at 12 years of age. His parents forgot him at Sunday school one day. They go back to get him. He's sitting around all these PhDs and MDivs and all these people with great degrees are sitting around this 12-year-old kid, and he is blowing their minds. And you know what they said? They said, we are amazed. Because they too had gone to a church that had been dead for 400 years. And they're looking into the face of God Almighty. And their hearts were filled with wonder and amazement. Not unlike that of a child, 8-year-old kid on Christmas. It was like, oh my goodness. You fast forward 18 years to Jesus' first miracle. He shows up at a wedding, which is an event for joy. Joy. They're having a feast, which is a celebration of joy. And they ran out of wine, which was the source of their joy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Jesus, you know, there's a, I don't want to sidetrack, but in that passage, it says that Jesus and his disciples were invited to a wedding. I think it says Jesus was in, invited. I think his disciples tagged along. But anyways, what a great idea to invite Jesus to that wedding. I don't know who filled out that card. I don't know who wrote his address. I don't know who said in the planning, we ought to invite that dude from Nazareth. I don't know who invited, but it was a great idea. Because when Jesus was at the wedding and things went dark and bleak, Jesus produced joy. In the history of Israel, when things were dark and bleak, Jesus shows up. And guess what, guys? It's joy now. John chapter uh, 2, his story of, of the wedding if you move forward into Luke chapter 10, he got some disciples together one day and he says, I'm going to send you out two by two and you're going to do miracles. You're going to heal people. You're going to cast out demons. Go. He gave him some instructions and the scripture says, it comes back in Luke chapter 10, they come back and they, it says, they came back filled with joy because they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to you. Why? Because wherever Jesus is, there is joy. What is joy? It is the exhilaration of being in the presence of God. It is it is joy, it is exhilaration and emotion because of God's grace. You go throughout the story, you can go through the whole New Testament. Jesus heals 10 lepers and their life was radically changed. He filled their hearts with joy. They said, "Oh my goodness, Another man's son was beating himself and cutting himself and thrashing himself, and Jesus healed him. And it says, they stood back in wonder and amazement and said, we've never seen anything like this. In John chapter 9, a boy was born with blindness. This boy was born with blindness, grew up his whole life totally blind. Ever, the theologians questioned whose fault is it? Is it his parents or his fault? Who sinned the most? Why is he blind? And Jesus said, Nobody's fault that he's blind. It's so that the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And Jesus put his hands on him, and Jesus cured his blindness in an instant. Because wherever Jesus goes, he brings joy. And the and the people at the church said, Well, that can't be of God. That man's an idiot. He and the and. and 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 the blind man who was now could see basically said i don't know if he's an idiot or not i just know that once i was blind but now i can see and you see jesus changed his life and jesus wherever jesus is there is joy there was joy in jesus suffering not joy for him the scripture even calls it cause for the joy that was set before him there was joy for us in his suffering He was crushed for our iniquities, but with his wounds we are healed. He brings healing and joy and peace and direction through his suffering. There was joy three days later when he rose from the grave. There was joy when he ascended back to heaven. The scripture says in Luke 24, 52, and they worshipped him after he had ascended. They worshipped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Why? Because they had just experienced joy. Jesus in their life. I have a prayer this morning and my prayer for all of us this morning is that that not unlike a present that somehow during this Christmas season God would enable you and I by grace and by faith that he would enable us to unwrap the power that is in Jesus Christ, and it would be like an eight-year-old kid looking at a new toy, a new doll, a new truck, whatever is new and exciting, but we would open the gift of God's grace, and we would experience Jesus like never before, and he would bring joy in our life. It's exhilaration from knowing I'm in the presence of God. Listen, this is a joy. This is the joy that we all really want. This is the joy that our hearts really long for and our our hearts are desirous for. This is what really matters to us. We want to know joy. We want to be able to say, Wow! I've been touched by God. How do you do that? Well, wear a Santa hat and play Jingle Bells real loud. No, I'm just kidding. That might drive you crazy. The the Christmas story really just kind of shows us. How many of you are glad I've skipped eight pages in my sermon? Say amen. Oh, you are so nice, but you're lying. That last service, they said a loud amen when I said something like that. How can I experience the joy of Jesus this Christmas? Number one, Jesus must be present for there to be joy. This takes grace. I want to tell you the good news this morning. I want to tell you the good news. The good news is... That Jesus has done everything that is necessary for you to experience his power in your life. He has come all the way from heaven to earth. He has broken down every barrier. He is here. As the angel said to the shepherds, unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus has shown up. His grace is poured out. That's a good word. But there is no real joy. Can I say this this morning? There is no real joy in your heart or your life. There is no real joy without Jesus. Somebody says, no, 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 no. I'll have have joy. I'll have joy. I'll do my own thing. I'll I'll go there. Oh, no, it'll give me. No, it'll give you pleasure. I don't deny that. You may have exhilaration. But you will not have lasting joy. You will not have lasting joy. You cannot have lasting joy without Jesus in your life. Because Jesus is the only one who knows you and is capable of working and changing and molding and shaping you. He's the only one able to forgive you and to remove your darkness and your guilt. and your. Sh- so there is no joy without Jesus. Jesus must be present and the good news is He is. He's here. Jesus must be pursued. The angel said, there is born a se- to you this day a Savior which is Christ the Lord and the shepherds exercised faith and this is what the shepherds said, they said let us go now unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass somebody here this morning has no joy in your life because you've heard the Christmas story your entire life and you're still sitting on the hillside watching sheep, you've never gotten up and gone to see this thing which has come to pass your skepticism and your unbelief has kept you from realizing the power that God has in Christ and through the Holy Spirit to change your life Jesus must be adored this takes focus and surrender and when they saw it when they saw what the angels had told them when they saw the baby boy they worshipped, they adored they rejoiced listen, listen there is no joy by focusing and pursuing everything in this world only. The only joy comes from really knowing and experiencing Jesus and who He is. That's where joy is found. You say, well, I'm depressed. I've got a lot of darkness in my life. I've got a lot of grief. I've got a lot of heartache. I understand. That's, that's the world we live in. Can I just give you one simple solution? turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace Jesus if you want joy in your life he's he's come he's here but he wants us to get up and go to Bethlehem and see what's come to pass he wants us to put our eyes on it and then he wants us to bow down and worship him in surrender and adoration and worship then he wants us to follow him. Jesus must be followed. It takes commitment to give our life, our future, into the hands of the one who is able to do in our life what no one else can do. Perhaps there's someone here this morning who says, I don't really believe that. I don't really believe that it's that palpable, it's that tangible, it's that real. Friends, we could march 10 million lives across this stage who could testify to the power and the transformation that the presence of Jesus makes in their life. 10 million upon 10 million. Every life a testimony. That amazing grace, how sweet this sound." I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind but now I see can I tell you this morning if you want joy in your life you just need Jesus you need Jesus that sounds so simple it sounds so cliche it sounds so Christmas messagey kinda it sounds all of that but it's true you need you need the exhilaration the feeling inside your soul That comes from knowing that the God who created you loves you, forgives you, and has a plan for your future. And when you have that, you'll have joy. You might even stub your toe and you'll still have joy. Amen. This is my prayer. This is my desire. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? So Jesus, we bow before you at the close of this Christmas Sunday morning. We acknowledge our need for you right now. Lord, without you we can do nothing, but with you all things are possible. And my heart, Lord, in a sort of a tender and a unique way, my heart is yearning right now for the people that sat before me. For those in the chapel, those online, Lord, my heart just goes out to the man or the woman who is sitting here today with no joy in their life. Lord, I'm praying for them that this Christmas they would unwrap this beautiful gift, Lord, that only comes from you the gift of real forgiveness real meaning real purpose real direction lord i pray this morning that you would pour out your grace in such a way that their faith could take hold in the word of god and in the person of jesus christ and that the spirit of god would speak to their heart in these moments lord i pray i pray oh i pray that you would hear the cry of every heart right now Wonder this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes. With how many say, you know, Pastor Troy, I need the joy of Jesus in my life. And I don't have it. Would you just with your heads bowed, no one looking around, not to embarrass them, just say, that's me. Just raise your hand, put it down again quickly. God bless you. Who else? God bless you. I need, God bless you. I need the joy. God bless you. I need the joy of Jesus. Just just lift your heart to the Lord. Let's pray together. So Lord, we just, we come on behalf of those who've raised their hand right now. We just surrender to you. We put our focus upon you. We let go of the things in our own life, Lord, that have crowded you out. We ask you to forgive and cleanse our heart right now from sin. Lord, we ask you to come into our life. Be our Lord, our master, our savior. Lord, help us to walk with you faithfully and experience the power and the joy that you bring into our life. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. For more information about Eastlake Community Church, please visit us online at eastlake-church.com or find us on your favorite social media platform, at EastlakeSML. Thanks for joining us.